was there a moment during all these treatments and all of that stuff where you really felt like this might be it? Oh yeah, because uh, I was so weak I knew I can just let go and die. I was that weak, but I knew, but what's gonna happen to my kids? What's gonna happen to my wife, my family? Uh, who's gonna take care of them? And this is where the blessing was. Hi, I'm Jordan. I'm a believer in Christ, but I'm also a late diagnosed autistic and ADHD girl. I truly believe that God is capable of healing anyone and everyone, but that doesn't mean that he will or that the lack of healing means he loves you any less. So let's talk about that. <laughs> let's get together every week and talk to someone who has been healed or is still living with a metaphorical thorn in their side. And hey, remember to be kind to others and gentle with yourself, for we are all a work in progress. So for those of you that haven't met him before, this is my dad. Uh, his name is Greg Lewis, and he's a missionary that travels to the far ends of the earth telling people about Jesus. I mean, he goes to the places that literally nobody else wants to go or that they might tell you not to go. Uh, but before all of that, he actually had cancer. He was diagnosed mm -hmm. with throat cancer. I yeah. can never remember the exact thing. Like a squamous um, cell carcinoma, okay. uh, like a skin cancer, but inside my lymph nodes and my tonsil, inside my neck. Mm -hmm. Mom the other day said it was stage something. I don't remember. Four? No. Uh, no, I think Four it was stage is like two scary. or three. So it was ramped up. That That's why it, everything scary happened so quick. Scary enough that immediately you went into surgery, got it cut out, yeah. had to wait two weeks to have treatment done, all those things. So you went fully through chemo and radiation. Oh, yeah. You had a feeding tube. I mean, yeah, so... Yeah, I, I have two belly buttons now. <laughs> One where my feeding tube was for... It's funny now, but I mean, it wasn't funny, wasn't funny then. then. No. No. I, I don't know when it became funny, but it did become funny. But... The, you know, you changed physically as a person. I oh. mean, you're a big guy, but he was much bigger, you know, Viking style. Yeah, bigger. I had bigger shoulders. I lost like 60 pounds off of this frame. And I'm not, you know, I'm yeah. not a heavy guy at all. No. So I look bad. Who was, you know, it was a frightening time. But through all of that, the most amazing thing for me as a teenager, I was only 14 at the time, was how it transformed our family and mm. what we went through as a family and then each of us as individuals. Including um, me. Oh, well, yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're the one going through <laughs> cancer. Um, but what I want to really talk about is how so much of the time when something big like this gets diagnosed, a lot of people want to immediately, for lack of a better way to put it, pray it away and ask God mm -hmm. to immediately fix it, heal it, take this cup from me, essentially. And did you ever ask God that? Um, you know, at, at, when the doctor first told us, we had that immediate uh, reflex, which is good, go to God, he's our helper. Mm -hmm. And we prayed to God, but we did add, but if this is your will, and didn't just say it because we've heard people on TV or the mm -hmm. pastor say that, we knew he was in control. and. We didn't, weren't joyful about this, but we had peace inside knowing God is in control. And we went through it like that. Hmm. So did you have anyone who tried to pray over you for healing? I, I hate to use the word try. That sounds no, really rude, kind of. Well, but, two yeah. things, Jordan. I had yeah. one, one friend, a good friend, tell me there must be sin in my life. And that's why I'm going through this. And I need, just like Job in the Bible. Uh, <laughs> And so that wasn't the case. And but 
Let me tell you what, guys, if you're watching this, be careful how you pray for people because if a Benny Hand or one of these guys would have come and laid hands on me and healed me of that cancer, yeah, that would have been a cool story and everything, but it would have robbed me of the biggest blessing, one of the biggest blessings of my life uh, through this deep valley I walked through with God, Him holding me, being with me, speaking to me, actually. It was a blessing. Sounds funny, but... That was the real experience that you had, that we all had. Was there a moment during all these treatments and all of that stuff where you really felt like this might be it? Oh, yeah. Uh, that was the blessing. That was the, the hardest time. I remember, you know, I was 60 pounds lighter. I couldn't sit like this. I, I sat slumped in a chair like this, and I was so weak. Uh, I, eating in a tube, you don't get calories. You don't get the strength. And I wasn't extra. I couldn't exercise. I it also doesn't feel good either oh. to eat that way. So it's not pleasant. Oh, it bypasses your throat and all the good parts and it just hits you in your stomach. It makes you nauseated, mm-hmm. uh, nauseous. But I remember Jordan sitting one day in my chair all slumped over and I just started crying. And you know what I'm talking about. You know the the snot cry that when it's coming out your nose to you. I mean, you're just crying like, and because I was so weak, I knew I can just let go and die. I, I was that weak, but I knew, but what's going to happen to my kids? What's going to happen to my wife, my family? Uh, who's going to take care of them? And this is where the blessing was during the snot cry, the questioning God, which I didn't do much during this cancer uh, walk valley. But just at that moment, as I'm crying, I could feel Jesus holding me, just like I held them as babies, rocking me. Greg, I'm right here. I love you. Everything's going to be okay. Keep your eyes on me. I heard the voice of God speaking to me. Not this voice, but you know the voice. When You know, you know, when God's speaking to you. Mm-hmm. I What a blessing. I got to hear the voice of God. Uh, I, I know that voice now when I'm reading scripture, when I'm, I'm, I know his voice. I know when he's revealing things to me now. What a blessing. It could have been taken away by someone healing me. So now when I pray for people and they come to the candy store or the grocery store, I need this and this and that, I wait, I pause and I wait. God, Holy Spirit, what is it you desire? Because that's what I want to pray for them. If I don't get anything, I pray maybe God's presence in their life, God's peace in their life. But sometimes he does give us a word. Like I, me and this pastor were in Indonesia. I know you won't believe it, but there was an old lady who couldn't walk, and we put hands on her, and she stood up and walked. Now, I tell God, that was really cool, but don't let me see that anymore because do it. But don't let me see it because my head will get big. I'll write a book and do a seminar, and, and I'll think it's all about me. When and now it's you, and I just get to, the joy of delivering these words. So do it in the overflow as I move forward. Just send me where you want to send me, and say what you want me to say, and then you take care of all that apart from me or or behind me. It's mm. really good. So Psalm ninety-one. I remember <clears throat> the entire chapter was an important. I don't want to say verse, but like, you know, section of the Bible that I don't know who gave it to you originally. But... Originally, a man named Kevin Dodd. Hi, mm. Kevin. 
<laughs> Gavin. <laughs> um, well, that's cool. I didn't know that, that he was the one that did it. Yes. Okay, I had no idea. That's I so fun. Um, but to me, whenever I think of Psalm 91, I think of it as like the type of prayer of battle and protection and like a warrior's prayer. Uh, and it is. Uh, let me turn oh, to Psalm so 90-91. <laughs> Sorry, you had uh, another one in mind. No, go ahead. Even the title in my book, of course, man wrote this, not God, but my, my refuge and my fortress is the title of this. Mm-hmm. But out of all the times people called to pray with me, this was the number one scripture that people would pray over me or say, hey, read Psalm 91, mm-hmm. or they read parts of it. I, I'd like to do that now. Not read the whole thing. No, but. you can totally read parts of it. So, I mean, even, I, my that was 10 years or 20 years ago, so this Bible is probably eight years old. So that one's kind of worn out, all too many notes in it. You can't hardly read it. So, But I, I took some of those notes over here. <clears throat> this one, we had uh, the COVID-19 thing. So we went walked through that valley too, and so there's notes in here. But, but in one part, um, it says in here, for you will deliver me from the snare of the fowler. I erased fowler in my book and wrote cancer mm-hmm. and then uh, COVID-19. And and from the deadly pestilence, of course, that's cancer again. And, and he covered me. And I wrote things like, uh, in, the, on, in verse 5, you will not fear the terrors of the night. Well, that was the bleeding. It, and I tried to lay down and that's when that blood thing happened. And I was mm. choking on my blood. Or the arrow, you guys going through cancer now, you get this part. Or the arrows that fly by day, those were the attorneys, the bills coming due. The uh, people who are saying, you brought this on yourself. Yeah, those things. So this type of, sorry, just interrupt you for a quick Good. second. This type of cancer, is the type of cancer you get from drinking and smoking. He's never done either of those do things. <laughs> so it's not like, oh, I did all these bad things and this is the consequence of my actions coming to haunt me. It's like... No, this is the path that God chose specifically for him. Yeah. Because now, no matter what, every time the word cancer is brought up, this is how we talk about it. Okay, oh, yeah. keep going. Well, and, and then it kind of finishes up that he was going to command his angels to protect me, and he did. Uh, and then it says that when he calls, it changes. Now, God is talking to me in this scripture. When he calls to me, I will answer him. He calls, I hear his voice now. He hears, he listens to me. I listen to him. We sit together. We read his word together. He sings mm-hmm. over me. <clears throat> I will be with him, promises God. God is promising this to you. I will be with you in, in this time of trouble. I'm going to honor you. And with a long life, I will satisfy you. I'm 67 years old now. That was 47 when I had this, 48, 46. He's, he's fulfilled his promises. He could have taken me. He took our best friend mm-hmm. <clears throat> after a, a battle with this. But she walked through it like this, too. Don't you agree? Uh, no uh, question. If she was here to interview, uh, she would say that. So Yeah. So we don't know why God chooses to heal some and not others or chooses to allow some to remain here rather than take them to be with him. But... I can definitely say that no matter what, you continually allow God to be glorified through mm-hmm. the story and each day of your life. Um, 
And that's as, as I'm preaching in India or Africa or Nepal, the pastor always like, tell the cancer story. Because <laughs> they're all fearful. They have disease, leprosy, etc. And they want they want to hear the, lep- the cancer, my st- story of God mm-hmm. walking through me through this deep valley mm-hmm. and, and to do not fear. Yeah, because it shows mm-hmm. God's power and mm-hmm. glory. It's not just, oh, you were healed. It's the power of him walking through you every day and you allowing God to take over your body and your soul and your spirit. Yeah, he's using this. My t- I have a testimony. I have many testimonies, but this is one of the greater testimonies that, I can, I can use now. He use it. Mm-hmm. Even pastors or people will call me. Will you go pray with my dad or this person that's dying? Yeah, I will. I know exactly how they feel. Mm-hmm. I know what they're thinking. These thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, and you can count on it. If you're one of them, you're calling me to come pray with you. You're going to get Psalm 91, and whatever else God has for you through me today, mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for being here, Dad. Mm-hmm. This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the direction that Kind and Gentle Word is going. We're going to talk about the glory and the power of God through each of our lives, what that looks like, and how are we allowing Him to work through us. Because it's not about us. It's about what He does through us. Amen. So remember to be kind to others and gentle with yourself, for we are all a work in progress, um, sickness or in health. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> if you're still here, thank you so much. Uh, please hit the like button. It does really good things for YouTube to know that people are enjoying what's happening here. And if you feel compelled and brave enough, bold enough to share this uh, with someone that you know, mm. go ahead and do it. And uh, thank you so much. All right. Love you, Dad. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.